When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Citizens of the Reject Nation, we're here for What If Episode 7, a surprisingly great season of television. Joined once again by Koi Jandro, who I gave five real reject shirts to, and he decided to wear none of them today. I, I was wondering, would this come up in the first oh, intro you, or the were second? Were you wondering? You know what happened? I hung them all up because I liked them, because I wanted them to like That's get really on. nice. Yeah, but then I'm I- glad like, they're in the closet. You know what? It's Christmas week. Guys, it's Christmas week. what'd you think of this episode? Is it good? We don't know what it is. We're about to find out in real time. <laughs> so you know what to do. Leave a like. Um, also, be sure to subscribe. Click the notification. We're going to notify when our reaction for 708 is up on the yeah eight is up on the channel and uh, thank you to prepper for being awesome and helping us edit down these highlights and thank you to everyone specifically you who has joined us at our patreon page becoming super sexy rejects over there you get the full interaction watch along where you sync up with your own copy of what if and john and i cover several things over there exclusively with highlights and watch longs included let's get to it let's people. do it that's amazing that last shot doing the slow-mo and also gathering the energy of that Ragnarok like slow-mo. That was so cool. I just I love how they really do ask. I feel I really get the sense that this time around the writers thought to themselves truly the question of what if. What would happen if Hella interacted with Wenwu in this time period and went through this experience and then they go from a psychological standpoint mm -hmm. and let that dictate how the plot would unfold and who is Odin at this point in time who's Wenwu at this point in how time how do we want Hela to end like where do yeah. we want Hela to find herself also like what movies didn't get the time to flesh out certain characters because I've always felt like Ragnarok didn't give Hela her due so it yeah. feels like they were like what can we do to blend these things and I'll also say it this it was shit the, the outfit that she was wearing was so gorgeous. I feel like a change of clothes. If Koi had taken the clothes out of his closet, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. clothes available at rejectnationshop.com. I could have sent. Where you get clothes like this RR shirt to represent yourself as a citizen of the reject nation mm -hmm. or our awesome child protection services shirt with Joel from the last of us carrying baby Grogu mm -hmm. or, or space babies, space babies of the galaxy or any of our Ahsoka shirts or our recently launched doctor who shirt. One of our top sellers this year, the one of the best ways, my personal favorite way to support the job because we are creatively involved with them ourselves, people. So please go ahead, get yourself a shirt. Say a segue. It's a natural segue, natural segue. And my Felt delivery. It. Yeah. No. Remain sincere. That's the key. Yeah, boy. that's that's his arc. <laughs> yeah, my arc is sincerity. Just, just boom. Look at him. He found his sincere pitch. 
Yes. Yes. Both vocally and in deliveries is a pun. Uh, I, I, I do find myself en- engrossed, engaging to the point where I'm like, oh, yes, we are doing a reaction. We, are, we should let we people in on our thoughts mm, and our I, feelings. That's, I think, why they're here. Otherwise, we'd just be silent because I find myself just wanting to be silent and absorb. I just want to appreciate. Which, to me, is the mark of... Do some breath work? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the mark of any good um, any, any good thing that we are actually reacting to is when you're like, oh, yeah, re- re- it's that engaging. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please, Koi, thoughts. Speak it into the universe. Uh, I love a good uh, wax on, wax off walkabout story. I'm a big, I'm a sucker for finding your inner peace. Uh, I'm a sucker for therapy, and they definitely had a lot of therapeutic elements, especially the inner child work being the most obvious. But I really love when a character that you like becomes a character you love. And I've always felt like Hela was underappreciated in the in the pantheon of of the Rushmore villains people always talk about. They always talk about, uh, you know, Killmonger and Thanos. And, uh, you know, I've always had Hela in my uh, top five Marvel villains. But she only had one movie, and I didn't feel like they ever got to really establish more or a way she could come back. And this was the last thing I expected. But to give her that Loki arc, to give both Odin his journey of darkness, which we've hinted at but not really gone down, and then to have... When we get time in his period, all of this as a mashup of, of everyone getting to play is what what if comics do really well. And you mix that with this animation, making it feel like it's accurate to a time that we didn't get to experience as much of. Uh, this was so beautiful. This was really a great episode that really plays with narrative in a fun way where you mentioned these character she growth say. arcs. She, she did. She, 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 she literally. Why say? She got. White. <laughs> she, she couldn't be she whiter. She was so white. <laughs> she she hella white. Got white paste. Hella saved. white. Got whiter and then saved. Uh, but she uncolonized. But I, I do feel like uh, when you have these narratives that you had mentioned, where you go back to the character in their normal continuity, this will affect my experience of Hella, which is really exciting. I like when things like a what if comic can make me go, oh, that is a a. a, a direction of the character I hadn't thought of, but it does affect my mainstream continuity. So this was uh, one of those episodes where I. I really wish uh, Marvel had doubled down on how good this was because I didn't what? think that was Kate Blanchett. If you told me Kate Blanchett came back to Hella as one of the reasons to watch What If, I would have been way more excited. Yeah. Well, she has the the personality and the cadence in this episode of those characters. Like it's a it's a genre blend of a couple of. Of course, can't think of any specific movies right now. I mean, you were like saying Karate Kid and like it was the very, last I mean, that was like, like, yeah. But there's also those those other kind the of classic fan- pre fantasy movies where like guy from modern day is thrusted into period peace time yeah you know, like especially those, in the those 80s ki- yeah those kind of like comedies family comedies or something there's like a lot of those kind of films it's a little bit of a blend of that but with, with a bit of like that romancing the stone aspect to yeah. it yeah so she has this hodgepodge of personalities and, and i i loved I, I i'm right there with you i echo all the same sentiments that you've had of um falling in love with her character even more so and then even getting a chance to see Wen Wu's romantic side, which was teased in it, but it, it was teased in Shang Chi. But you get more of his heartbroken, melancholic side, and here you get to see him when he's like at the prime of his conquest days, yeah, falling in love, and uh, where he's such a charmer. And then and also getting to see Odin at his villainous time, where he's also in the conquest time, and and the mashup. This feels like the genuine wish fulfillment of. What would happen, like that improv game of like, what would happen if this happened? Yeah. And you watch it come to life in a way where you're like, oh, I, I crave seeing versions of these guys come into 
live action reality. Like, right. Like last season was just Strange Supreme. I just want to see that guy. And then this, this is, is so many characters. This has been delivering on so many. And then this one to give that um that that Asian genre and martial arts blend. And but also with those other kind of swashbuckling films that we sort of grew up on. Uh, all mustered into one with honoring the fantastical mythological elements and giving us great action on top of that with a wonderful arc that does feel reflective of Loki, you know, realize your childhood trauma, you know, you set out what you actually want, not fulfilling your father's goals of you. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, it's very much a Loki arc and now you're the the benevolent leader in all this. And, And then once again, Thanos about to get his ass kicked. Always. He's right there waiting. He's the punching bag. You know, those guys are a punk. Thanos is the punching bag of the what ifs. I also think that this is one of those really cool things where in comics you have those variant toys. Like Mm -hmm. when you've got a different action figure because it's dressed different. I I immediately thought like, man, a hell of a white toy would be awesome. This is doing that comic book thing where you've got variations on characters that isn't just a variant in the modern context of like, it's a different universe. This feels completely like a new character while being true to the character and they're nailing it, man. This season's great. The last thing I expected to do at the end of this year, Koi, was be here with you and say, what if season two is genuinely better than most comic book things that came out this year? Wow, you're right. I mean, all the DC ones for sure. Peacemakers uh, this year? Last year. <laughs> Peacemaker was. Uh, okay, good. So I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. say Peacemaker is my favorite yeah, yeah. DC show. I'm just making sure yeah, I'm being yeah. fair. Peacemaker was a But this ago. is up there with like Gen V for me and um, Invincible so far. Uh, Loki is my favorite, but it's this hard is... for me to quantify Invincible season two because it's so short. And That's it's, fair. And it's not complete. And it's not done. It's That's just fair. so not complete. Yeah, it really is because yeah. I I really loved a couple episodes, but there's only four. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, uh, but I do agree. This is one of the best comic book adaptations of the year. Yeah. And I would never, after what if season one, thought I'd be. Uh, it's better than Quantumania, Secret Invasion, and Marvels. By a lot. Yeah. It's like the only thing, like, out of, out of the... For me, Loki is uh, the best uh, thing. There's Guardians 3, which is great, and, yeah. and, and then Loki, you know. But, like, across the Spider-Verse, Loki and this yeah. are my top three. Comfy. I would say this is part of the great camp of comic book things this year. Yeah. And not part of the bad camp. <laughs> not part of the mid or bad. And so it... it DC I, had four movies this year. And it, I know, and it blows my mind that this movie, that this show is... I thought with its lackluster promotion, they were. I was like, ah, I thought they were burying it. Disney, Disney knows they got another stinker on their hands. Instead, I'm like, guys, what do you do? This is the one you should have yeah. had your bets on. Yeah, this is the so premiere good. had the creators, which was cool, but it didn't have like anyone from the cast. That I know. I mean, what the hell is the Zack Strikes over? Yeah, and this cast is huge. <laughs> like anyone? What's going on? There was nothing at the El Cap. Like this is such a big event. It's insane how good this is. I don't know, man. It's a disappointment. It's a disappointment of what is going on with the lack of press. This My question is, what if they promoted it? Yeah. Let's <laughs> do <See> that movie. Because <laughs> this should be everywhere. This should be a bigger conversation. Yeah. I, the last thing I expected was to be here with you being like, I'm looking forward to watching the next episode. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday in our real time, uh, we filmed a bunch. And then we today, like our texting was totally different of like, can't wait, we're actually going to, as opposed yeah. to like, well, on the da da da, we're going to film that. Like, this was a different dynamic altogether. Yeah. Now I'm here going, oh, there's I, only two left. I got to remember to like express my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. This one had me mesmerized. This one, and it also had that meditative nature where it was like mm-hmm. very tranquil and like the, 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 that world always makes me like calm and quiet. And it worked because it was so immersive. And plus, I love a good white savior. I mean, I, look at me. Come on. Just Obviously, it's what we do. I watched The Help recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice Not for this channel. No, just on your own. 
Yeah, I did actually. You don't watch a lot of movies on your own. You watch The Help. <laughs> that was the one I did on my own. How often do you watch a movie? You're like, yeah, I'm going to watch The Help. This is the move. Well, I watched it because other people were going to react to oh, it. Oh, so I you want to have an edit. I, yeah, I needed a work. Okay, so it's edit. still for work. Let's not. Let's not pretend. I was going to say, yeah. if you casually watch The Help of all the hey, time you man. spend. I still thought it was touching. And you gotta, boy, is it a white savior film. Uh, and the, the caucasity of those people. They're not just white. They glow. And hey, I... I I loved it. Like, man, this is what we need I more loved of. It. And I know Viola Davis disowns it or something. I don't know. She rejects it. Says one of the bad career decisions she's made or some shit like that. I, I, she like straight up says something like, "I shouldn't have made that movie." Oh wow! But I loved it, and she's great. <laughs> she's always great. <laughs> she's great in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie needed the PR of the help, God. So, guys, what is your favorite white savior? Leave it in the comments below. I think Midwestern Jesus for me. You know how, mm. how everybody paints him like you and McGregor, even though he's probably Middle Eastern too broad. Guy. I was thinking like a cinematic one, like, oh. a, like Tom Cruise and Last mm. Samurai. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a hell of a white savior. Matthew McConaughey in that slavery movie he did. Twelve Years a Slave. He wasn't in that, was he? No. No, the one no, that, that was Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah. You know, those guys that you mix up. <laughs> Brad Pitt was in 12 Years of Slave. Yeah, he was. Produced it. Chew and Tally for help save you. And Matthew McConaughey. He did. He, he did. Yeah, Brad Pitt was a white savior in that <laughs> while producing it to show how good he is and making movies that help people. I mean, in all fairness, in that time, <laughs> they would have gotten that guy out of that situation as a white guy. And at that time, the only thing that would have gotten that movie made is Brad Pitt. Money. <laughs> Look at him go. White savior in twice. <laughs> Neo? No, he's like half Asian. Is Neo white savior? He's half white, half Asian. He's Does that count as white he savior? He literally is a Jesus like parallel. Like he's well, I thought white savior mainly qualifies as like white person enters a specific kind of culture or ethnicity. Look at all the people in saves Zion. saves them from Most people in oppression Zion are white. or troubling. The oppressed people of Zion that are mostly are white. That's true. A black man calls on you. <laughs> Morpheus is like, hey, we need you to learn kung fu and, and appropriate this, this culture. The other black people on my council are not a big fan of you. <laughs> or really just one guy. There's other white people. There's there. one white bad guy, one white good There's guy. There's guy with the eyebrows. Yeah, but Cypher, bad guy. And then, then uh, you know, Neo learns. I guess is a white savior. I guess so. A little bit. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. I can't think of any right now, which is ironic because that's like the biggest it's true. trope. And it's made by, you know, trans directors. So it. Gets a pass. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. But Fight Club's written by a, a gay man, so does that allow, you know. I don't know if Republicans, when they say snowflake, they understand who they're quoting. I've always found that funny. Like, when I they call know. people snowflakes, I'm like, you know, that's a, a gay man trying to come to terms with being gay, and you're out there espousing his film as this <laughs> hyper-masculine. <laughs> like, do you know what you're saying? <laughs> they don't. All right. Well, I think we made our point. Did we? <laughs> do we have one? That's the question. <laughs> what if... Greg and Coy had a point. <laughs>